Trump absolutely destroys the media like he's never done it before. A bunch of states plan to reopen their economy. Bernie Sanders endorses Biden. And Andrew Cuomo's daughter is a raging socialist, communist, dictator supporter. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino. We're going to get into everything going on in America today. Let's get into this. Trump goes full savage mode on the media like we've never seen it before. Watch this. In five years when I'm not here, those papers are all going out of business because nobody's going to want to read them. But now they like them because they write about me. Now, with that, I have a couple of interesting. We have a few uh, clips that we're just going to put up. We could turn the lights a little bit lower. I think you'll find them interesting. And then we'll answer some questions. I'll ask you some questions because you're so guilty, but forget it. I love how he starts up. we got a few clips. You know, we're going to run a few, few clips and watch. Let's go, it goes on for about f- like four minutes. <laughs> uh, but most importantly, we're going to get back onto the reason we're here, which is the success we're having. Okay? Uh, please, you can put it on. <laughs> The media. So it's titled "The Media Has Minimalized the Risk." Right now, with the flu in this country, a lot of people are concerned about the coronavirus because they're hearing a lot of news about it right now. But the reality is, comparing it to the flu, for example, it's not even close to being at that stage. What if it is worse? Is this a moment where maybe countries put politics aside, a little bit of pride aside, and do we have U.S. officials? Should U.S. Professionals such as yourself get involved. How worried should Americans be about coronavirus? Coronavirus is not going to cause a major issue in the United States. February 8th, that was said. This one says, while Trump, while President Trump took decisive action, montage, and it's point, it's Trump just pointing to the, to all the action that Trump has took on the days that he took. He's like, you see, <laughs> I love this guy. Well, we've asked them to accelerate whatever they're doing in terms of a vaccine. We will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. To unleash the full power of the federal government. March 13th. Today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Medicare patients can now visit March 17th. by phone or video conference at no additional cost. The first one million masks will be available immediately. Even as partisans... Sniped and criticized, that's what it says. As there were more cases, and it was clear that it was spreading out of China, where it originated. The president took this move that he was widely criticized for by Democrats and even some Republicans at the time, which was he halted a number of flights from China into the U.S. The idea was to halt the spread of the disease, keep transmissions to a minimum. He was accused of xenophobia. He was accused of making a racist move. At the end of the day, it was probably effective because it did actually take a pretty aggressive measure against the spread of the virus. Trump just said that that says he just looks at the media and he just nods his head. Like, you see that? Now it says bipartisan governors recognize the president's support. It looks like a very low budget video, to be honest. His team is on it. They've been responsive late at night, early in the morning, uh, and they've uh, thus far been doing everything that they can do. And I want to say thank you. And I want to say that I appreciate it. 
He returns calls. He reaches out. Uh, he's been proactive. Uh, we got that mercy ship down here in Los Angeles. That was directly because he sent it down here. 2,000 uh, medical uh, units came to the state of California, these FMS, these, these field medical stations. Uh, and that's been very, very helpful. The president has been... Uh uh, outstanding uh, through all this. The vice president's been outstanding. Members of the coronavirus task force, very responsive. We had asked if we could have, New Jersey could have access to a piece of the beds that are on the USNS Comfort, and the president came back, called me a short few minutes before I walked in here to say, indeed, they would grant that to New Jersey. So that's a big step for us, in addition to all the other capacity. That news is literally hot off the press. And I thank the president and vice president who are on the call together. President Trump approved Arizona's request for a presidential major disaster declaration. I want to thank the president for a quick turnaround. We requested this on a Wednesday and we had approval by Saturday morning. And we are grateful to the administration for their continued support and responsiveness. Well, first of all, I want to uh, thank uh, the, the, the president, the vice president, for doing a really good job of communicating with all the governors. Ooh, baby. President Trump slowly so enters. I give you hundreds of clips like that from governors, <laughs> including Democratic or Democrat, as I call them, governors, which is actually the correct term. Uh, we could give you hundreds of clips just like that. We have them. Uh, <laughs> the cameras zoom in on a media long, But guy. I just want to say... It's, uh, you know, it's very sad when people write false stories like, in that case, I guess it was gotten mostly from the New York Times, which is a oh. highly, I mean, if you had libel laws, uh, they would have been out of business even before they'll end up going out of business. So it's too bad. But we Trump just went total savage on the media. One of the guys in the media went up and asked a question about the, those clips, and this is what Trump said and responded. I think it was John Carl asked it. To say that we have a very honest press. Honestly, John, there'd be nothing I would be more proud of if the press would work. And I don't mind being criticized, but not when they're wrong. Not when people have done a great job. Yes. I've never seen a video like that played in, in this room. Uh, it looks a, a bit like a campaign ad. Who, who produced that video for you? Uh, that was done by a group in the office, and it was done just by, we just put some clips together. I could give you, uh, I'll bet you I have over 100 more clips, even better than them. They were just pieced together over the last two hours. That was just, oh, we have far better than that. That's nothing compared to some. Oh, was man. Just here in the White House. Yeah, by, this uh, was done by uh, Dan and a group of people, and they just put it together in a period of probably less than two hours. Why do you feel need to do that? Because uh, we're getting fake news, and I like to have it corrected. This is genius. Trump is getting the news directly to the people. Before this press conference, he tweeted out, the rating numbers. And this is good because he's getting this message out directly to the people with no agenda filter by the mainstream media. We're going to finish listening to what he says, and we're going to go through the reaction by the left. Uh, they're saying what a great job we're doing. And the media, these are the governors of California, governor of New Jersey, governor of New York. Look, in New York, we work very close with Andrew. In New York, ventilators were going to be a problem. We, we didn't, they didn't have a problem. We got them tremendous numbers of thousands, but we got them tremendous number of ventilators. You don't hear ventilators are a problem. Beds were going to be a problem. I mean, I'm happy about it. The Javits Center, which is incredible, is almost empty. 
because they don't need them. That's good news, not bad news. I, you know, I'm not saying, gee, I wish more people were there. I don't want more people there. We brought in the boat. We brought in the comfort. And the comfort was originally not supposed to be for this at all. The coronavirus was not supposed to be for that at all. They called. They said, could we have it? That was a number of weeks ago. We said, we don't think you need it. But if you need it, we'll do it. Then they said, could you get the medical personnel to run the Javits Center? Could you get the medical personnel to run the ship? We said, if it's necessary, we will. And we did. We, there were military personnel. That's the ones that Mayor de Blasio was so great to in terms of his statements. I mean, I really appreciated his statements. So this is very, very good stuff by Trump. Um, so what's her name? Elon Omar. So there were a bunch of headlines from CNN. As this was going on, there was a bunch of headlines. And one of the headlines said... Angry Trump turns briefing into propaganda session. That is one of the headlines. So Trump plays clips of the mainstream media. CNN says Trump plays propaganda clips. (laughs) CNN just admitted that they're propaganda. (laughs) So this is the extent of the headlines. Um, The angry Trump turns briefing into propaganda session. Trump uses task force briefing to try and rewrite history on coronavirus response. Trump Trump melts down an angry response to reports he ignored virus warnings. Angry Trump uses propaganda video produced by government employees at taxpayer expense. It took two hours of downloading and uploading clips. And they're going to... This is the spin. The spin is insane. They're trying to now... This is how they're trying to back themselves out of it. They're so wrong. It's like, oh, uh, let's just say it's propaganda. Oh, no, oh, that's not working. Oh, let's see. Trump, Trump's trying to rewrite the history. Oh, that's not working. Oh, how about this? Trump is just having a meltdown. Oh, that's not working. Oh, um, um, let's do this one. Uh, Trump made this video at the taxpayer expense, and let's make this about Trump wasting taxpayer money because that's always an easy way out. Like, what? You Like, they're so... They're in such a panic. They don't even know the narrative to go forward on how to approach this or how to get themselves out of it. They're just testing out different narratives to try to get themselves out of it. Elon Elon Almar, she had to say this about, she posted the picture of the headlines and she said, these headlines serve as a reminder for those of us who stopped watching these train wrecks of press briefings. Kudos to all the journalists who had to cover the White House and put up with this mess. I go train wreck for the media. It's not. A, it's not a train wreck for for Trump. It's a train wreck for the media. Like, what are you saying? Trump literally exposed the media in ways that have never been done before, ever. Murked it. Now, this is another funny thing. Uh, a funny clip of him being done with the fake news. I just found this funny. A lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know that. Your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. And most of you, and not all of you, but the people are wise to you. That's why you have a lower a lower approval rating than you've ever had before, times probably three. A lot. <laughs> Trump is just done. He just, he hit them hard, and he kept on grounding and pounding them into the ground. Impressive. Amazing. Probably one of the best things I've ever seen on TV in in. Ever. Ever. I mean, obviously, I don't watch it on TV. I just watched it live on uh, Facebook 
on somebody else that was doing it, but I, I watched it, and it's something that's originally broadcast on TV, so it's going to go down in TV history, in my opinion. But that was amazing. If I had to rate that from 1 to 10, that press briefing, it's off the charts. It actually literally is off the charts. That's how amazing it is. Because it's, it's not, as I said before, Trump is talking directly to the people. It's not going through the, the filter of the mainstream media. He just destroyed all their narratives completely. Everything that they say Trump ignored, warning Trump didn't act. Uh, the governors are hating on him. Uh, what, what else is there? Uh, the, the media uh, was warning about it, or, they were, or the, the, Trump was lying about it and downplaying it. He just put on full display all of their hypocrisy. Every last piece of it on display. And he's got more clips. He's got more. I'm sure he's probably going to do a part two to this. Why wouldn't he? He worked so well this time. So that, that, is, that is where we're at. And right now, the, the, the media, they're shaking in their boots. They don't know how to react or what to do next. So <laughs> Bernie Sanders endorses Joe Biden. Listen to this. A feeling. So today I am asking all Americans, I'm asking every Democrat, I'm asking every independent, I'm asking a lot of Republicans to come together in this campaign to support your candidacy, oh. which I endorse, to make certain that we defeat somebody who I believe, and I'm speaking just for myself now, uh, is the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country. So Bernie Sanders joined Biden's live stream obviously it's planned but just listen and watch how joe biden pretends to be surprised to come together in this campaign to support your candidacy oh. which i endorse he goes oh and he like moves his head and his eyes like oh thank you oh you didn't have to do that and he's just like he's nodding his head make certain uh he's like looking down he's like oh man like oh you, you did such something so good for me Obviously, that's a fake. Oh, obviously, when, when Bernie Sanders, your political opponent, drops out and then joins your live stream, obviously, he's going to endorse you. Obviously, that was planned ahead of time. It's either Biden faked the reaction or he honestly forgot that this was an endorsement live stream. Both are completely probable. Probable, And this is how uh, Biden reacts as to what he says in response. Oh, uh, Bernie, I want to thank you. Uh, um uh, for that, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think that uh, your endorsement means a great deal. It means a great deal to me. I think people are going to be surprised that we are apart on some issues, but we're awfully close on a whole bunch of others. And, uh, and I think you've made, I'm, if, if I am the nominee, which it looks like now you just made me, um, I... Uh, I'm going to need you, not just to win the campaign, but to govern. Well, uh, oh, he said, I'm not going to need you, not just for the campaign, but to govern. So it seems like Bernie Sanders took a deal from the Biden people to work for him if, if Biden becomes president. Basically saying, okay, you're going to have to drop out. You're going to have to come and endorse us, and we're going to have a sweet gig waiting for you. So just, you know, just you're going to have to give us an endorsement. Who knows the, the money deals on the back end that Sanders is going to get, probably going to get a fifth or a sixth house, maybe a mansion on the hills. Who knows? But this is not the first time that Bernie Sanders has sold out 
pissing off his base. This happened the same thing that happened in 2016. Bernie Sanders is a sellout. Are we surprised? No. This was going to happen. We've seen this coming a mile away, and his supporters got duped again. No refunds. Sorry, you're going to get no refunds. You gave money to Bernie Sanders to take on the establishment. He joins the establishment. You don't get your money back. Sorry to break it to you, Bernie bros. You just got robbed. You got scammed. Now your socialist, rich, white man that you wanted to win dropped out. You lost your money. He's going to make a killing, and he's going to go endorse another old, rich, white man. So, congratulations, regressive socialist Democrats. You screwed yourselves again. You're gullible. You're dumb. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you get you, you get fooled over and over again. And now you're stuck with Biden. Now you're stuck with a choice to vote for Biden, which you hate, or vote for Trump, in which you hate. So you screwed yourselves. Great job. I, it's, I, it, it, I, did I expect anything else from you guys? No. You got screwed. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you, but there's a point in your life you got to realize... That people are gonna screw you over. You need to you need to read through the bullshit of people. Bernie Sanders is a bullshitter. He doesn't hold any true values. You should have known that when it came time with with the Hillary Clinton thing. Bernie Sanders came up and it seemed like he was making a stance against the establishment. It seemed like he was your guy, like how we had Trump to take on the establishment, to usher in a new order, removing the establishment's power. And bringing some of the power back to the people by you actually selecting somebody who's anti-establishment. We got that with Trump, and that's why we won. You had that. With, we, oh, you thought you had that with Bernie until he got totally cucked by Hillary, got the election robbed. He got the election robbed from him. And then he came out to endorse her and worked with her to help her election. What were they giving him? What did they promise him? Regardless, he sold out. He sold out on the values he promoted. He sold out on the values that he promoted to his base. He sold out on the values of his base. And yet they came back and they voted for him again. And they supported him again. You got duped two times by the same old rich white guy. Stop falling for that crap. I hope you learned a lesson. Trump plans to take action against China. Listen to this. We just won a $7 billion lawsuit, which was very nice. We expect a decision this week on cutting funding for the uh, WHO. Yeah, I would say by the end of the week, I'm going to make a decision on that. Yeah. There's a lot of, right now, there's a lot of things happening. On China? Why are there no consequences for China, for the misinformation that they share? How do you know there are no shared? consequences? We have been asked, and it how do you know there are no consequences? What are the consequences, Mr. President? I wouldn't tell you. China will find out. So she's already assuming that there are no consequences for China. And Trump's saying, what, what makes you think that? She says, well, then what are they? Trump's not, Trump doesn't want to tell her. Trump's not going to tell her. Because because the, we know the left has their, their own ulterior motive. They'll destroy anything that, that, that would be in the works to punish China. Why would I tell you? People are concerned that they stonewall. No, you started off by saying, why are there no consequences? a few times, so follow up on your response. Why are there no consequences How do you know there are no consequences? You're going to find out. I wouldn't tell you. You'd probably be the last person on earth I'd tell. Go ahead. Whoever this woman is, 
every time I see a clip of her, she just tries to talk over Trump, and I'm I'm surprised that Trump kind of lets her. Uh, not to be a sexist or anything, but that woman nags. I would I would not want to be married to her. I can tell you that much. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 with the girl who nags, but not not nearly as bad as that. But is Trump planning to punish China in in some type of way? Maybe with a trade deal or <coughs> pulling out industry from there? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's 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 planning on getting his money back from these people one way or another with the damage that they caused it may not be direct it might be indirect kind of similar i mean this the indirectness is a little bit too complicated for the liberals to understand example when trump says that mexico is going to pay for the wall he's not going to send them a bill for the wall he's going to build the wall and charge them to use it or uh, charge more on the tariffs or the tax whatever it would be i don't know the, the exact it's been a, it's been quite a minute with that situation but it's the left if they they have a different way of understanding whereas we'll under we understand oh you know we're not going to get the money directly or right away it's not like we're sending them a bill we're going to chip a little bit of money off here, chip a little money off there, charge them a little bit more here, a little bit more there, and eventually you would make the money back that you paid for the wall. No problem. Yeah, you just made them pay for the wall. I'm assuming we might be in a similar situation with China. Obviously, we don't want to start a war with China. We can't go too headstrong against them and create enemies with a, with a billion population of, of China who's, who's on the more evil side, obviously. Obviously, the whole world is going to be mad at them. We don't want to put their back in a corner where they take other actions that hurt us. You see, we can hurt them. They can also hurt us as well. So when dealing with a battle like this, you can't be so headstrong about it. You got to do a little bit here, a little bit there. If, if that makes sense to you, you can't just say, China... Uh, you're going to give us $4, four trillion now to pay for the damages. Also, uh, all of Europe, you're going to have to give them a few trillion dollars too. I mean, it's, uh, it's in the reality of it, that's that's probably not going to happen. But you say, okay, China, um, you really screwed us. You screwed us big time. We're going to – you don't even tell this to them. You just go to your companies like Apple. Hey, we'll give you a few billion dollars. Just take your, take your shit out of <laughs> – take your shit out of China. Just come here. We'll subsidize the effects amount of time. We can't really work with China too much. That's something that, that would be in the realm of more reality without starting a war or starting some – massive battle if anything it'll turn into a, a trade battle at, at the best but but trump seems to have a good grip on china he's been calling out china since the 80s at least to my knowledge it could have been before then he would always call out china now they're very cunning and more cunning than our leaders which is right so trump has a good understanding of the way how the, the chinese operate uh, from the governmental level. And I think he's the perfect person suitable for the job to take on China. We know he's not, he doesn't have any interests of China where he would sell out America like a lot of the Democrats would do for their own personal interests. So breaking news, the following states have formed a task force for reopening the economy. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. Yes, I just reminded you that Rhode Island is still a state and it still exists. Also, California governor uh, to unveil a plan targeting at easing restrictions and opening the economy. 
economy. It looks like these states are probably taking notes from Texas, which was, I think, the first to announce. So this is in relation to the task force of the the East colonies, <laughs> the, the East America, the East Coast colonies. So New York and several other states form task force for reopening society. The council will include one health expert, one economic development expert, and retrospect retrospective chief of staff from each state so hopefully this doesn't become too much of a hardcore socialist panel and they try to implement uh, as much socialism as they can hopefully it's pretty fair so the council will develop a fully integrated regional framework to gradually lift the state's stay-at-home orders while minimizing the risk of increased spread of the virus new efforts new (coughs) sorry New effort builds on the state ongoing regional approach to combating COVID-19, recognizing that the states have one integrated regional economy. And uh, just lists off all the states. Uh, okay, so it's basically they're just getting a group together. They're going to have a representative of each one, a health expert, and an economic expert. The problem with this is with having one health expert and one economic expert, you, your health expert could be the one of the doomsday modelers. And then you're going to get nothing done. And your economic expert could be a far left socialist. And then now your spending is going to be through the roof. That's the problem with that. Where I think you need a health expert from both sides of the coin. One that does believe it's doomsday and one doesn't believe it's doomsday. Then you're going to have to get another economic expert. Hopefully you can probably find one person that's a little bit least in the middle. The biggest problem is this has never been this has never happened before in in the in the history of America or the or the world really. I mean, maybe it happened in the history of the world some sometime. I'm sure it happened during previous outbreaks, but I don't remember how they were handled previous. Uh, it's kind of like pre mass economy, but this is unprecedented situation. Let's just say that. So. The handling of this is going to be, have to be very delicate, in my opinion. But as long as we constantly take the forward approach of lifting the stay-at-home orders, lifting this big government control, as long as we head in that direction as soon as possible, if we start tomorrow lifting some of the restrictions, I'll be happy because I know we're getting, we're getting started. We're not heading, because a lot of other states are heading in the opposite direction, where they're actually increasing the stay-at-home orders, increasing the mask policies, like Los Angeles, for example. They're going the wrong way. You need to go in the direction of lifting the restrictions. Allow gyms to open. Allow golf courses to open. Just allow things to be opened. People will personally be wary and socially distance subconsciously or consciously because of just what's going on. Some people will still stay in their homes, so you got to account for that spread. You're not going to open things up, and it's going to be flooded with a billion people. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe, but that means that people just don't care. I personally, I'm, I'm wait, I'm counting, the, I'm waiting for the gym to open. I just wish they would give us a day. Okay, on this day we're going to open this. This day we're going to open that. Just give me that. I just need to get back to the gym. I gained. At least eight pounds since this lockdown stuff. Luckily, I have the willpower to lose that weight. But there are a lot of people that this lockdown is going to have negative repercussions on their health. That's for sure. And that's that's going to happen. You're going to see that over time. Who knows? 
Andrew Cuomo's daughter has a picture of communist dictator Che Guevara in her house. Why? That makes like what? What? Why? Why would you post this? So she posted Maria Kennedy Cuomo posted it on her Twitter account. This post only has like ten likes at the time I've seen this. Hashtag I stayed home for my grandma and my grand. My grandma and my grandma. Okay, two grandmas. I thought it was grandma and grandpa, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday. First off, first off, the biggest problem for New Yorkers, <laughs> your, your grandma is a Patriots fan. Okay? Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. They have, a, they have a rivalry with the Jets and I guess the Giants kind of as well, uh, at least a Super Bowl rivalry. So <laughs> that ain't flying. If, you're, if your son or your son-in-law is the, is the governor of New York, that ain't, that ain't going to fly. There's a big problem there. <laughs> but then if you look in the background and you zoom in, there's a photo of Che Guevara in the background. Why? An evil communist dictator murderer photo in the background and it's framed i don't think at least i didn't see anything from cuomo that would make me think that he is that type of guy but what does that say about cuomo that that's what his daughter idolizes that's what his family idolizes that's what's on display in their home it's not if it was a photo of bernie sanders okay that's one thing but this is a photo of an actual communist dictator who has a record. Who taught those values to her? What's what's in their genetic code that makes them submissive or want to be submissive to massive government control? That's what raises the question. Is it totally possible that that's there as a gag? That's there as a joke? Yeah, I doubt it. Doesn't doesn't seem like it would be a situation like that, but I mean, it's 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 fishy. It's fishy. Just very fishy. Obviously, this is one of the more, I guess, petty things, but it's fishy, and, and, it, and it got, it's got to mean something. Listen to what the media tries to insinuate here on Fasusi. Listen to this. You said there was pushback. Yeah. Where did that pushback come no, from? No, it wasn't. And that was the wrong choice of words. You know what it was when people discuss, not necessarily in front of the president, when people discuss, they say, well, you know, this is going to have maybe a harmful effect on this or on that. So it was a poor choice of words. There wasn't anybody saying, no, you shouldn't do that. Are you doing this voluntarily? or did No, the I'm doing it. I, everything I do is voluntarily. Please, don't even imply <laughs> that. She got pissed at the media. I don't know what this woman was doing today. She was just on a nag fest asking the dumbest questions. She should be ejected and booted out completely. But Vasushi came out kind of defending Trump on the decisions because it was a bad choice of wording. Usually, he's Vasushi is right. When you're in discussion with people, you're supposed to have this back and forth on what to do and how to do it, and there's going to be pushback, and that that's the game you play. You push each other back to try to find the perfect middle solution, or you kind of play that pushback devil's advocate. Oh, yeah, if we do this, then this could happen, but if we do that, then that can happen. But is that the really right thing to do? And, you know, you're trying to figure out what to do and where to go. That's the when when Fushuzi was saying Trump gave me pushback on X or whatever it was, that's what he was referring to. 
just the natural pushback and conversations and dialogue uh, to get to a proper solution, something that the Democrats don't really know too much about because they don't get to many proper solutions, if not at all. But now this media woman is trying to say, oh, did the, did, did the president tell you to say this, to defend him, to make it seem like he did the right thing or that you guys are working? That's what they were trying to imply. I'm going I'm to play it back one last time around the editing ending. No, you shouldn't do that. Are you doing this voluntarily or did no, the president... I'm doing it. Are you doing this voluntarily? What? Like the tr- president forced him to come out and say these things. I, uh, uh, everything I do is voluntarily. Please, don't even imply that. He even got pissed off at the media. And, you know, he's one of the ones that we see him uh, giving thumbs up and finger points to the people in the media like he's friends with some of them. It, this even pissed him off because now that he's associated with Trump one-on-one and he sees all this stuff, I'm sure he's starting to pick up on, God damn, these people are ridiculous. That's what I think. I think he's, in a, he's, in a start, he's starting to pick up on that, how ridiculous these people are. Okay. Yeah, that was really about it. So, Listen to this woman nag Trump to no end. The argument is that you bought yourself some time and you didn't use it to prepare hospitals. You didn't use it to ramp up testing. Right you're now, so, you're so, you're so disgraceful. It's so disgraceful <laughs> the way you say that. Let, let me just, listen, I just went over it. I just went over it. Very rarely you'll see somebody constantly talk over Trump like this without Trump going full-blown quiet, shut your mouth, or or just totally dismissing them. Very rarely you see that, but for some weird reason, Trump let her do that. Now keep listening. Unprecedented crisis. Nobody thought we should do it, and when I did it. But what did you do with the time that you bought? You know the we month did? of February. That, you that know we did? Gap. What do you do? What do you do when you have no case in the whole United States? You had cases when in you, you excuse me, you reported it. Zero cases, zero deaths on January 17th. January. February, the entire January, I said in January. On January 30th. I think the reason why he's letting her nag off and rant is because he's waiting for her to say it. Something in, in specific that he could uh, co- totally expose her on. Just keep listening. A lot. A lot. A lot. In fact, we'll give you a list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. It we did a lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know that oh. your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. And most of you, and not all of you, but the people are wise to you. That's why you have a lower, a lower approval rating than you've ever had before, times probably three. And when you ask me that question, let me ask you this. Why didn't Biden, why didn't, why did Biden apologize? Why did he write a letter of apology? No, that's very important. Why did the Democrats think that I acted too quickly? You know why? Because they really thought that I acted too quickly. We have done a great job. Now, I could have, I could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. They're getting beat up pretty badly. I could have kept it open. I thought of keeping it open. I mean, honestly, I love Trump. The only thing I disagree with him on is this whole lockdown measure. I don't think it it should have happened. I mean, obviously, the lockdowns are pretty much a state-by-state thing, not really a Trump thing. But regardless of the fact, to the own left standards, Trump literally saved over 1.1 million lives. If we're going by their standards, they're the ones that believe that 2.2 million people were going to die. Trump, they, they wanted Trump to take action. First, they say he took 
too quick of action than too late, whatever it is. Regardless, Trump took action. Now the, the death projections went down to 60,000. Whether you believe all, all the death projections were bullshit to begin with or not, that's up to you. But the left and the mainstream media, they're the ones that promoted that 2.2 number as fact, as this is what's going to happen. Now none of that's happened. Now the projections is 60,000. By their own standards, Trump literally saved 2.1 million lives plus. Yet they still have a problem. Yet they still want to frame Trump as someone that was downplaying it and not doing anything and fiddling his thumbs that led to more massive death and destruction. No extra people died from COVID-19 at all. There's nothing in the world that you can do to actually stop the spread of this virus. People are going to get it. People are going to get sick. Period. It's going to come here. It's going to come over from China. Yes, you probably could buy yourself some time. But some of the experts say that it's probably been here since November or December from the holidays. No, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Tons of people from China came over. It's entirely possible. I believe it. I'm sure there's enough data to support it. And I think when this is all said and done, we're going to realize it's been here since December. So regardless, the virus would have spread. And Trump took actions and measures to try his best to mitigate any of the damages. I personally don't think any of it was necessary because we never even came close to a peak resource count and we still don't have definitive evidence that shows that lockdowns even slowed the spread, let alone slowed the spread enough this way hospitals don't get overflowed because you got to realize the whole flattening the curve thing was about flattening the curve. If you if you squeeze the curve to unflatten it, will you be even close to the peak resource? No. So it, this whole thing was a big waste of time. But obviously, that's the, the media and the Democrats, they're not smart enough to formulate that attack on Trump. And also, they're already knee-deep in wanting the lockdowns. They're knee-deep in bringing this to the point where this is the next doomsday. They're already knee-deep in that. And if they go back and they try to renege that this was never doomsday to begin with, they're now liable because they're the ones that promoted it as if it was doomsday. So they put themselves into a corner where it's either you got to give Trump for saving 2.1 million lives or you got to admit that you lied and it's really not doomsday. So now they're in the in-between world where they're fumbling around trying to figure something out to still blame Trump and make things worse than it is. That's where they are. They're in that middle ground. They're wrong. They're wrong. We're going to be victorious regardless. Thank you guys so much for listening to America the Podcast. Please rate five stars if you can. Please subscribe if you're not. Send this to a friend. And you can also text me, 917-540-8768. Ask me some questions, and I might put you in the mailbag. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day. You can, you can stop listening now. The show's over. Go away.